You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. We'll be talking about Traffic by Traffic. In the room, I have Rob and Adam. Hey. Traffic is the second studio album by the English rock band of the same name. It was released in 1968 on Island Records in the UK and United Artists in the US. It was produced by Jimmy Miller, and the genre is blues rock, art rock, folk rock, and jazz fusion. Formed formed in uh, Brigingham, UK in the 1960s. 67 by Steve Winwood, Chris Wood, Jim Capelli, and Dave Mason. Traffic's first single, Paper Sun, gave them instant chart success, reaching number five in the UK. But Winwood was reportedly unimpressed with the song's success, feeling it misrepresented his vision for the band. And while Traffic's sound was very much of its time, the emphasis on Winwood's keyboards and Wood's wind instruments set them apart from their guitar-driven peers. After difficulty working with Dave Mason, the band quickly reinstated the singer-songwriter for fear they would struggle to write sufficient material to meet their contractual obligations. The band's second album, Traffic, in 1968, features a balance between Steve Winwood's compelling rock jams with jazz ambitions and Dave Mason's catchy pop melodies. The album earned them their second consecutive top 10 rating in the UK and reached the top 20 in the US, with the feeling all right turning out to be the only real standard to emerge from the album after it was they started uh, it was covered by Joe Cocker and others in the 70s. Mason was subsequently ejected from the band in 1968 and Winwood later announced that the band had run its course, although there are numerous albums after this one. <laughs> all right, what do we think of the self-titled second album by Traffic? Am I, you're looking at me like I'm going first. It's extraordinarily tedious. Uh, it is. I, I had this on and I kept looking at Sarah and she kept looking at me like, is this song still happening? And I felt like every song had, not every song maybe, but like most songs, especially the second track, uh, Pearls, just Pearly Queen. It's, there's like two verses too many. I mean, I just, I can't believe this record like made it to an editing room. It's exhausting to would, listen to. Would you say that this record is long winded? Oh, <laughs> How long have you been waiting? The, the, playing is prof- the playing is proficient in that like um, 
extraordinarily not cool white guy dad way, but like, it, but it's just, it's so tedious to listen to. It is exhausting. I know, and I agree. It, uh, it's very proficient, but as uh, Devo once quipped, we believe that uh, technique is just failed style, mm. and this fails on almost every level. You know what's really fucked up to me? Um, I accidentally was listening to this on the Spotify, and it was on shuffle mode, mm-hmm. and it made like the the tracks made no sense going back and forth. But apparently, in two thousand, uh, the UK or like the 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 UK re release had two or three different tracks on it that weren't on the original. And I like every one of those fucking tracks. The ones, really? They're so much better. Yeah, they're... Uh, you made notes that the specifically the ones that didn't make the cut. There's the Shanghai Noodle Factory, which uh-huh. I thought I was going to hate. Loved it. Mulber- Mulberry Bush, fucking really good. And, wow. Uh, yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> two, no, two songs that you liked on this traffic uh, record is... That's, maybe, maybe that's amazing. Crying to be heard might be uh, might be there. But no, like it. it's just... Like I know, like it's it, it's setting a precedent for what's gonna happen in the uh, the seventies, where like just the excess of like, look at all the notes I'm doing, look how good the scale. I White guy blues do. voice too. It's like Ugh. you mentioned Joe Cocker earlier. I yeah. would a hundred times rather listen to Joe Cocker do. I would rather hear him sing in the shower than hear this record. You know, it's just like it, there's something about. Like, some people got it, and some people don't. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was one of those things that it's sort of like the Almond Brothers feel. They got it. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Or maybe the band, or some of those other, you know, laid-back California bands kind of get this style, or CCR, you know. But, yeah, I'm kind of with you guys on on this one. It just doesn't grab me at all, and I'm... I don't know what I'm missing, but it just sounds pretty bland. And it, it kind of made sense. The reason it's I read that... It's very clear, clean production. Yeah. Which is, like, kind of nice because it's, like... But it's also part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, you can almost see them kind of being in the studio and writing these songs off the cuff and it just not really meshing it feels too very well. uninspired. Can you even imagine trying to watch this band play live and be if anything but annoyed? This band is exactly what bands that are playing um at a like bar restaurant that like nobody came to see but like they just wanted some live music. <laughs> this is this is like the basis for all those bands. It's like it's like like, we better get some music in here. It's like, you know, there's a thing called uh, the internet. <laughs> so you can just put some music on that you chose to instead of these guys. But I don't know. Nah, the dishwasher's brother. He says he knows a guy. Um, I actually had thoughts of the Almond Brothers as well. And that's because partially I was... I ran or uh, Big Star was sure, another sure. one that yeah. I, was, I was like, man, so much better. Well, I ran yeah. into last night at the restaurant. Um, uh, Sarah's parents were there and her dad and uh, and mom had friends in town that they used to know from when they lived in San Francisco. And they lived in San Francisco when this was happening and they were at all these shows. And they were actually telling me a story last night about the first time that they saw the Allman Brothers. And it was this guy, Hal and, uh, and John Ballier. And they went to go see James Brown and the opener was the Allman Brothers. And they saw the guys get up on the stage. They're like, oh, what are these guys doing up there? These like long-haired blonde guys. Like maybe they're like Scandinavian. Maybe they're the roadies. Let's figure it out. And they start playing, and they and they were just like, 
one, this is not what I expected. Two, it's so soulful and real. I mean, these guys were these guys were staunch rhythm and blues guys. You know, they listened to soul, and you know, Almond Brothers had it. They just genuinely were able to pull off this sort of like soul bluesy thing as a bunch of southern white guys. It's a tough thing to do, so I try not to be too vicious when I criticize the people for it, but like when it fails, it fails big. Yeah. This fails. <laughs> yeah, the fusion, it's fusion is so hard to pull off. That yeah. sort of like mesh of keyboards and win instruments and yeah this fucking sucks man <laughs> there's no we're listening to it right now and what are we listening <sighs> who who knows what tomorrow may bring and it's i just wrote nope next to it <laughs> <laughs> I hate to be so negative about stuff, but it's just like this is everything that doesn't. I did write hippie, hippie jam, <laughs> it's just, in, in very dumb lyrics. It's just everything that doesn't belong. I mean, there's there's a couple records that have made it into this book that it's offensive what they. It's like tr- actually offensive that this would make it into Only the book. Only a couple. No, I'm just trying to be... I'm already making a bold enough statement. Oh, yeah. no, it, it, yeah. it's cool. Like, Traffic fucking sucks. The big this stuff that's missing... Is good. The idea that you would... Yeah. I mean, it's just not... This is not up to the caliber of... Even, you know, the stuff that's surrounding this week's episode. Yeah. It's not It's not, It's not. not remotely in the same category. It's just not there. And I, I, I keep coming back to the idea that, like... If it's an album I have to listen to because it's good, it's one thing. If it's an album I have to listen to because of what it inspired and then goes yeah. on, I don't know why the fuck I have to listen to it. Like, you know, if I want to eat a spaghetti dinner, you know, it doesn't mean I have to fucking eat flour first and then, like, eat flour with egg second and then continue to build up until I have delicious spaghetti. It's 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 here. <laughs> it, it's... It's making me mad. You know, I don't like the 60s. I don't know how anybody lived through this fucking decade and didn't just punch a goddamn wall. <laughs> I think it's Superman 2 where they like trap the bad guy and put him in like a prison and then launch him into space. I feel like instead of putting the Phantom Zone. The Phantom Zone, yes. Yeah, instead of putting records like this in a book that celebrates them, that's where they should go. It's like this and the incredible string band <laughs> need that, to go to the phantom zone. Hear that like, traffic? Like, we can't celebrate this stuff. I don't care what it did for future music. If if this did what I think it did for future music, the phantom zone it shall go. It's, it's just not acceptable to still be talking about this stuff. Yeah. How do you guys feel about the uh, feeling all right song? I mean, is that the is that standard. the first one? It's it's kind oh, of no no that's you can all join it's in. It's kind of um, kind of uh, their hit. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is the one that I knew. Yeah, I mean, it's got a nice kind of nice groove, and it kind of 
represents that sort of um that's the yeah. one that Steve Winwood did not write. Really? Uh yeah, that was uh Mason. So yeah. it's it's not Dave wor- Mason. It, it's not worth the price of admission. It's, it's true. It's true. It's, it's a the good kind single. Of thing on a good record, cool. on a good record, it would be a sort of just like a oh yeah, this one. You know, but like with the caliber of stuff that we're listening to when it's even average this record just is not anywhere near. Yeah. It stinks. Oh my gosh, you guys are so negative on it's this one. I'm, so tr- I'm trying bad. to I'm trying to control on this, but it's so bad. But just yeah. <laughs> and what a fucking like you, how long is this? Is it 43 <laughs> fucking minutes? No, it's 4 minutes. <laughs> oh no, I mean the the, the album. <laughs> oh. Uh yeah, it's about yeah, that's around 40 minutes, I think. I was always stunned by how when you would hear the song, it would feel like an eternity. And you look at it and be like, how was that four minutes? Yeah. That, w- that was eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, just like they're changing the time space continuum. The fountain of youth is being stuck listening to traffic. Yeah. We're not, He'll uh, stay this age forever. Ben has just showed up and he is oh, uh, oh, walking yeah. into a, the, a very thing. dark conversation. Oh, it's cool. I don't like traffic either. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's take on Traffic's self-titled record. Fair. Yeah, wasn't that into it. Yeah? Yeah. And I also kind of assumed I was going to be missing this episode, <laughs> so I didn't form that much more of an oh. opinion. <laughs> what do you think about Steve Winwood? I, I don't hate him. Uh, I don't know Steve Winwood as much as a solo artist as I know him as a sideman, you know? Okay. And I, I think he's an accomplished sideman. Okay. Uh, I, I, I don't have the perspective to form an opinion on him as a singer and songwriter. I will say, um, just to say something positive, I do like the song Higher Love uh, by Stephen. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that is, bring me a higher love. Yeah, that's, that's, ba-da, the, uh, Wait, that's when James Whitehart flipped the table at Zedenbox. I mean, that song <laughs> is totally acceptable, like 80s schlock in the, in the way that we love the 80s. You know, in the sense that it's like, this is just like the most like unadulterated, just going for it, single nonsense. And it's not a cool song, but it's it's got something. And it's got, it, it also, it actually has a personality outside of what this record has, which is essentially this record is a melange of cultural appropriation. And it's uh, like, at least like Higher Love just like sounds like, a guy in the 80s who wanted to make money writing a song. Like, well, as a kid in the 80s when that song came out, I, I liked it, but I also thought he was saying, bake me a pile of love. Whoa. <laughs> and was very disappointed when I found that that's not what he was saying. That could I, influence your decision. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't, as far as like the cultural appropriation aspect is concerned, like any any white person playing rock and roll is culturally appropriating 
at this particular point in time. I actually in have an opinion about that for a future so, record we're going to cover that I thought I think but, might but, contrast that a bit. Okay, but with that, like I, I don't think it's appropriation. I think it's two people who had really like two people were very good at their like instruments and they went you know they they tried to like merge into like it the the whole is less than uh-huh. the sum of its parts at at this point um yeah. I, I think yeah. because everyone's fucking proficient it's just like you're why why is all this shit here <laughs> like yeah you know what why are you putting grapes on my pizza like that that kind of thing like it's like, well, but they're really good grapes what are you what are you doing <laughs> I mean, yeah. I probably would eat grapes on the pizza. I mean, like maybe that, it was paired with a gorgonzola or something. Right. Well, I don't but, know. but you know, you know what I mean, though. Like it, 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 I don't, I don't think it's complete appropriation. I would say that it's just, it, it just feels, it's a, it's a mess. It yeah. feels, it, it, yeah, that's, it's that's, like a, that's a good way. To it's put. like a box of like stuff that should be cool. Like it, it's, I, like, I, I love Latin rhythms in songs, for example, and there's a yeah. decent dose of that on this record. It never feels cool. It never feels like. Uh, no, it, n- 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 none of this is cool. Did Traffic have any big hit singles that weren't covered by Joe Cocker? Like I, I, I see Traffic records and use record bins all the I time. Like, too, like yeah. the John Barleycorn "Must Die." Yeah, one. yeah, that was a big one. But like, I, I don't know what their songs are. I've not, I've not sought them out. They're like a band like Chicago, I think. For I can what, name some Chicago what, songs. Well, but I just mean that like this. That's a group that you see in the record band a lot. Yeah, and that like. You know, you maybe you give it a spin, but it's it's just never reached out to me. You know what Chicago's got? Traffic. It's <laughs> a good point, Dan. I'm going to bring it up full right, circle, so, full traffic circle. So how do we feel, ultimately, I'm on a negative on this one. It just it just doesn't mesh. Something that you guys are hitting, like, gigging it right, or what I feel about it is, it's just, they're all proficient. It just doesn't stick out, and it's not memorable to me at all. Like, the lyrics aren't good. And the the playing is fine, but it's nothing I'm interested in. Yeah, it's like if Rush sucked. Like <laughs> if, if 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 Rush was just like, why are you guys doing this? Like, I don't know. I, bad bad analogy. No, it sucks. Don't don't ever listen to this record. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> I think the descriptions are overly generous. Like the jazz fusion. There's just like there's this is just this is some guys jamming. This is white guys jamming to blues. There's not really much happening here. Uh, I I'm stunned it's in the book. It's a negative. Yeah, I don't like it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Next time we'll be talking about the incredible string band, oh, God. the Hangman's beautiful daughter. <laughs> All right, thanks, y'all. Get fucked. <laughs>